Hi, hello. Hi, hello. How's everybody doing? This is uh, this is weekly games chat. Believe it or not, we take ourselves very seriously here. Uh, my name is Sean, and uh, if you're wondering what weekly games chat is, well, it's pretty easy. It's the world's greatest podcast about video games, and lucky you for finding us. If you're new, hi. If you're not new, what's up? You know how this goes. Uh, and I want to give a special shout out to everyone watching us on Twitch.tv, and that would be, of course, at Weekly Games Chat. Uh, it's always good to see you find uh, find individuals there. Uh, what, I said my name's Sean, but you know this is a podcast. This is not a solo job. Um, I also have friends, and they, they I think they're my friends back. And I want to introduce the one I always introduce first next, and his name's John. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Sean. Not only do you have friends. You have friends who have finished Sniper Elite 5. Yeah. That's right. You did too? I did it. I did too. (laughs) (laughs) Last time you and I both finished the game also involved Nazis, I think. Yes. Might have been the the Wolfensteins. Wolfensteins, yes. I believe so. I believe you're right. Um, I, that was going to be what I, I brought to the intro. And just a reminder, this is the intro of our show. Uh, we kind of do a little catch up before we get into like the, the meat and ha <laughs> there's a pun there today, um, mm-hmm. of the show. But before all that, before we get all serious about that, we got to introduce the OG. Um, you know, he's been here since literally the first episode, but that episode was Thanos. So we don't really talk about it. His name is Chris and he's rocking a tight ass shirt today. So what's up, Chris? Good to see you, bud. If people do not email, I will Thanos more. <laughs> the The thread is out there. Uh, I do want to, a couple of things real quick. I hope everybody had a very safe and happy 4th of July here in the States. You know, that is our Independence Day, uh, or as the Britons call us, Trader Day. Uh, it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, uh, but Chris, also, Chris, where do you sit on that? <laughs> <laughs> little inside jab right there. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, there's somebody in our chat and you know, if we know this, we'll do this Uh little ninja man. This is the last stream before um, that, that little ninja man is here before the birthday. So happy either early birthday, late birthday um, or however this is going to play out. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, but yeah, John, that's, you know, at this part of the show, we always bring something to the table as far as, you know, the intro, what we want to catch up on. I was going to bring up sniper elite, um, but I felt like that was more than a week ago, was it not? Or was that last week? Did we cover that last week? <laughs> we covered it, but I could have swore you finished it uh, before last week's episode. It I was two yeah. weeks ago we did it. Yeah, I definitely finished. Uh, yeah, I beat that game. That game was I like because I'd mentioned yes, it's all coming back to me now in the in the in the vein of Celine Dion. Um, yes, because I explained how they do the thing on the final kill. And you got to experience that. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Is that what you're bringing this week? Or did you have something else? The final yep. kill? Yeah. Well, that's, that? that's funny. When, the, when, when I did the final kill, when, they, when, they op- when the scene opened up, I was like, oh, man, I got to go through this level. I thought it was, thought it was over. <laughs> Especially after the level right before that one. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like, um, I guess the main antagonist of the, of the game in the final level kind of escapes your bullet. But they're like, no, 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 we'll find him. So the idiot goes back to his chateau, <laughs> starts packing a suitcase, 
you know, got to pick up his electric toothbrush, whatever, got, you know, this and that. And standing there right at a window. No, he wasn't at the window. He started at the window, but he's like walking around. And so it's a weirder mechanic, um, sniper mechanic, where it, it's sort of like you're so, so, so far away. Like the the scope has to, the scope does something different mechanically. I don't really know how it worked. I just moved my scope around until I got the, the, the red, reticle, the yeah. reticle, right? And then blasted him in the, I guess I got him in the gut is where I well, nailed him. I, I got to tell you that. I knew I also my first shot and it because of the the way the wind trajectory was and the distance, yes, the bullet will drop. And if you notice some of the customizations you could do in that game is the kind of bullet you have, it would mention things like bullets don't drop or they're loud or whatever. So I, I shot him, I think, like in his in his uh his clavicle area, shoulder blade. God, the clavicle. And I went, I don't want to end it like that. I need a headshot. And I need to remind you. <laughs> so, so I went right back into the level and and I already got the trophy for beating the game. Like watched it, watched the credits, whatever, went back in, headshotted the fool, and you get another trophy or another achievement, depending oh, on really? the platform you plan on. Yeah, if you kill him with a headshot. So you should do that, get yourself an extra thing. Well, you you and I are in complete disagreement on what the score the final score is. Um I think you gave it a final nine. Yeah. I'm at a nine two five. Oh, John C. And that's the thing. I like to leave them right at nines, uh for obvious reasons. If you're a fan of the show, you get it. Nine. Uh, but yeah. but just finishing it, it was it was so good. Um uh, I just I just like it. I don't well, know how else to say it. Once you taught me how to play it. <laughs> You're like, you're like, John, so it's a sniper rifle and it carries sound. And you gotta oh. wait for a plane to fly over, or you gotta masking, you gotta, you gotta yeah. do the sound masking. Once I did that, the final level, I got up to the church tower. I killed from the church tower about 70% of the soldiers in that. Oh, tower. yeah, because everybody around there and the, the they levels are where so, I was. They're so cool because you can hit these little machines. They're like generators, so boom. And yeah. then you got sound masking just in your little bubble. They have no idea where it's coming from. But they're smart. I don't want to make it seem like the enemies are not smart. If you try to go John Rambo on them, the German army will wax you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I finished a game. Yeah, he did. Mark it in your calendars. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of you. I think you're going to finish the topic this week, too, knowing you if you haven't already. Uh, Chris, did you have anything you wanted to bring to the table? Because mine's going to be kind of like old man chat-ish. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to. I didn't want to go into there. If you had something more positive, uh, I don't know if it's positive, but I do have a. <laughs> I do have a recommendation. Um, John, you'll like this. You watched The Wire back in the day. Yes, my that's my favorite show from HBO. Yeah, I watched uh, David Simon's new miniseries that he did uh, recently called We Own the City. Yeah, um, that stars. Um, I can't remember the name of the actor, but it's the uh, dude that was on Walking Dead, played Shane. He was on Punisher. Yeah. You know, uh, John Bern- Bernthal. Yeah, I think that's it. He's been in a lot of things. He's always pretty good, too. Uh, but unlike The Wire, which is a fictionalized version of events that occurred within Baltimore and, and Maryland and crime and all that and police politics. This one actually tells the true story of Wayne Jennings and more importantly, the gun task force or something like that, that they had, uh, that was like, ended up being one of the most fraudulent things out there. Um, that abused a lot of stuff. And I mean, 
I have to say, if you if you love David Simon, if you love his stuff, if you love The Wire, you're gonna love this too yeah. because he always comes at it like correct. You know, he he's looking at it from everyone's perspectives, their <clears throat> their motivations, right? Um, and such. And, and I have to say it, it always makes me really sad when I see anything on Baltimore, uh, just cause you know, I do have a place for it in my heart, but like, I'm like, Oh man, that city needs help. It's, it's <laughs> just needs so much help. And I don't know what they well, should Ball, do. Baltimore's got the Orioles, buddy. Ostros. And you know what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you, you know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And there are people wearing Orioles shirts in this too. Of course they are. Cause it's the O's baby. Yeah. But it's yeah. the O's. Well, I, I let off the show and wished everybody a happy, you know, hope you had a happy fourth. And in chat, I saw at least our folks who have some of their fingers. It's funny. I, I once worked a job where I would immediately know uh, if people lost fingers or had burns from fireworks uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but I do want to kind of talk about fireworks. I got to ask this question. Um, and wherever you lived, did this happen to you last night in America? Did it sound like <laughs> a war where you lived? Um, and so I, I and part of me gets the fascination with fireworks. It's, it's celebratory, right? But I think something's happened. And now it's like who can get the loudest and most fireworks and who can start at the earliest and end the latest. Pretty much. And I, I don't quite understand. Uh, and then I, I've never had this perspective before in my neighborhood. I live, uh, and I know there's soldiers around me, active duty soldiers that come and go and stuff like that. I'm hoping that they didn't get a little PTSD last night from the, sh I jumped a couple of times. Uh, but what I'm getting to is this, if you partake in, uh, into fireworks celebratories, you know, that's great. We're, we're, we, we are, we're America. That's our day. We're happy, but clean up after yourselves. Uh, some of y'all get so drunk and you're in a neighborhood and, Next thing you know, uh, you wake up in the morning and there's just fireworks everywhere. Tighten that up. Make sure you, you kind of leave where, it how you found you, it. Where do you live? Well, I'm in the great state of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a lot of uh, Bud Budweiser and tank tops <laughs> and uh, fire, fireworks last night. And uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Sean. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't clean up after myself. Yeah, you should have cleaned up after yourself. For the sure. problem, the problem I have with fireworks now is number one, I think we never should have legalized them in the state of Georgia, mm. uh, because what we've done is is is, I hear them year round now. Like, yeah. well, it's my son's bar mitzvah. We yeah. gotta shoot. Well, it's National Potato Week. You know, it's that kind of stuff. It's like every little thing. They started shooting off fireworks. The worst I heard it, well, like second, the second worst I heard it aside from July 4th, was June 30th at 9.30 p.m. Yeah, they, they were already crumped. They were already lit. And that was... My dog... Yeah. <laughs> just poor things. My just dog panicking. Is, my dog is is in the corner right now drooling. Well, he always does that, but... But... He just, was he was seriously disturbed. And, and this is the part, like, if that felt like it was old man chat, okay, cool. But this is the part that's really going to feel like it. And John led right into it like a pro. It's like, all right, bro. If we're buying fireworks for the 4th of July, why are we shooting them on June 30th, July 1st, 2nd, 3rd? Like, let's just shoot them on July 4th, bro. Because freedom doesn't ever stop ringing, boys. <laughs> America. Yes, yes, it's like, oh, well, it's, you're supposed to shoot fireworks on New Year's. No, you're not. 
No, you're not. Only New Year's Rockin' Eve does it in New York City and Manhattan. It's the only people who do it. Now everybody's got to do it. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Is it Super Bowl Sunday? To Dick well, Clark. Yeah. Are you at the Super Bowl? Then don't shoot fireworks. I feel like once a month I play the game. Old of, man chat. I do play the game once a month around here of, is that a firework or is it or, a gunshot? <laughs> <laughs> or is that a pop? Did somebody just get popped? Uh, but yeah, and now... I ju- we just joked about guns and the noises. There was something terrible to happen in Chicago. Yeah. If you happen to know anybody that that got affected by that, you know our thoughts and prayers go out for that. I hated to see that because Chicago on the Fourth of July has one of the what's the word for their parade? It's it's amazing what they put together for that, right? For mm-hmm. that parade, don't they also do one big in on St. Patty's Day up in Chicago, where they like uh, have the police force to fire they they. I've seen them in movies where they do it, and I know that's that's based on a real thing. But you hate to see something like that happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm still I'm keeping up with chat. Uh, I, <laughs> it is what it is, boys. The Fourth of July has passed us. We almost took this week off. Y'all don't know this, mm. but it it didn't fall on recording day, so we we're like, dang it, we got to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing on the fireworks in the state of California. Um, it's California in, in Los Angeles where my father was born in Los Angeles. There's a ban on fireworks, but they, they had this air, helicopter aerial shot flying through the city and it was fireworks everywhere in the city. It, you, it was, it was like a war zone. It, it was, it was the coolest fireworks display I've ever seen in my life, but that's because this building here, we're shooting them off the roof. This building, it was going off every three seconds. Fireworks. fireworks How do they get fireworks. them to Los Angeles? Cause you're right. There's a band. It's kind of like when Georgia, cause I, I used to live in the state you lived in. We would just cross the, the, the Im- state immigra- line. Immigration. <laughs> are we bringing in the, what are we bringing in immigration for john jesus it's, i don't think they ban them in california so i think everyone just goes outside the city kind of like how they used to do here remember how like everyone before it became legal in georgia was just going across the river and going out to 431 to the depot and wait a minute buying they, them all and bring them back <laughs> they banned something in california they did uh, old man chat. <laughs> what, what, what you got there? Mm, what were you uh, shaking? Oh, ice water. Oh, yeah. I thought you had a cocktail. He going. didn't have a he didn't have a cocktail. Uh, but to wrap this cocktails. up, yeah. And, and Psycho, it's good to see you. By the way, you know what we mean by that. Uh, but the reason it was so bad this year for us in the states is because the holiday fell on a Monday, mm. so we had a Ooh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday of people getting ready for the holiday when normally. We don't have necessarily have. That. It was like everyone got off work and that Martina McBride song came on and did not stop for four days. What Martina McBride song, Chris? Let freedom <laughs> And that was Chris doing Martina McBride for all of you sound bites later on. No worries. No worries. Of Lee Greenwood. Yeah. I, uh, maybe I'll put this picture in our Discord. Hey, Sean just plugged our Discord. Yeah, he did. Um, but on... Uh, Saturday night, I DJed at a uh, at a spot where I was like, "It's this is gonna be America tonight." I just know it. So I, I went and got me one of those uh, American flag bandanas, and I fashioned it into a headband. I tied it up like the Karate Kid. Yeah, you did. And I was DJing. I had an Abe Lincoln shirt on that said "Rad, White, and Blue." Abe also had 
an American flag headband on. Um, so we got down. Um, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. I, again, hope everybody was safe. Hope everybody, hope everybody had a good time. Um, you know, America, we're free. All that stuff. Speaking of free, I think we're free from the intro, Chris. What do you think? You boys need to add anything else? I'm good. I think we're think we're good to go. All right. I think we're good to go, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, let's 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 pivot, as Chris would like to say, to the old topic timeness. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We have made it to the topic time. Now, whether or not you uh, listen to the entire intro or if you decided to look at the time marker and scroll right over here, it doesn't matter. We are all here. We are all home. So welcome. Welcome. Uh, what I do at this point, though, is once we address that, I shut up because it's very important that Chris does what he does and he properly introduces <laughs> this title for this week. The topic is Ravenous Gamers. Yeah. And and the question I had just yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, was what, what the, the cuss word <laughs> is ravenous devils? No, let me let me let me just You gonna set on. it up properly? <laughs> Yeah, so Sean texts both of us yesterday, which is a rare thing that he does, like initiates it. He'll respond all day, the next day, but all day. Um, <laughs> so he said, he and, and he was being quite generous. He goes, hey guys, what are we talking about this week? You can tell, ladies and gentlemen, we are always well-planned here at Weekly Game Shit. He says, what are we talking about this week? If you want, I can go to the store, pick up Mario Strikers, you know, play a little while and we can talk about it tomorrow. And I responded to Sean and I said, well, I'm playing Ravenous Devils. And I think Chris is playing. Uh, Cuphead. Uh, he, was, Cup, he had been yeah. recently playing Cuphead. Yeah. Right. Before Cuphead, that was Hollow Knight. Cuphead. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've got some things that we can we can throw out there. Dot, dot, dot. A couple minutes go by. Sean responds, what the F is ravenous devils? <laughs> but um, I talked about this uh, game. Maybe I mentioned it briefly on the show or at least in between, like in between segments. Um, so I was actually thinking about it Saturday, kind of going around looking at things that may have recently come out, something something not too in-depth that maybe I can jump on and whip out real quick. Whoa. Um, just in case we needed to, we needed a topic again, very well prepared at this show. We are true professionals. Well, the, the reason the, this is, this was just so my train of thought, right? So Chris and I, uh, cause at the end of last week, we didn't really talk about what we were going to do. We were like, we'll figure something out. It's kind of slim pickings out there. We mean Chris and I, and I. Well, we were hanging out in Discord. I think yeah. I can't remember when this happened, but oh, we were you we loosely meetings about me. Yes, we we loosely threw out at the end of last week after we got off the stream. 
well, there still is strikers out there or something to that effect. So that stuck with me. Well, I said that and you went, eh. Eh, right, right, right. So the week goes, I get busy last week. I got DJ stuff going on. Life's just busy. I don't know how to explain it. And it hit me yesterday or whenever I was like, this is Sean busy. Well, <laughs> and I also told Chris, because I think him and I talked about it. I was like, I think I can grab Strikers for us if I need to, buddy, or something like that. But in my mind, I'm telling you all this because I'm thinking, I hope they don't think I'm doing Strikers. I haven't had a chance to play it. I need to text them. I need to come clean with them me and, and, and me lower and John, the expectations. Me and John under completely clear level-headed pretenses uh, had discussed it the night before what our options were. And uh, I had alluded to meetings. I had alluded to have with you. Y'all just had one without me. Which we had it in perfect. your Discord. No, yeah, no I know oh, in yeah. my in my chat. So so let me. Th- here's this. this <laughs> I, I can't talk. This should have this should have been a this should have been a slight intro topic. But uh, I should say as a side note, Mike texts me on Thursday and says, "I finished AC Brotherhood." Thursday. Hmm. Then he texts me Saturday and says, I finished Revelations. Yeah, he's like, off the do chain. You even, do you even talk to your family? I don't think do you, so. I, I, with your family. But, <laughs> but he was, he started brother. He started, not brother. He started AC3 and he was talking, he was talking AC3 up. He's like, Jonathan, I think this is my favorite AC game so far. And I was like, you are a smart man. And so I decided to get on Discord with him to talk about it while I was playing the topic. And you can say it now. Were, we were, yeah, Ravenous Devil. Yeah, that's, I forgot that he did his whole spiel. But we were in there for about an hour, and then and then Chris comes in, and Chris comes in like this. And you can't see that, ladies and gentlemen, who's listening to the podcast, but let's just say he had a bobble. It, it, took, uh, it took about a minute for me to hear his first slurred word. <laughs> How's it going, what are you guys doing in here? But then, then I just, I just wanted to paint the picture of that's when we were talking about things that we were potentially, you know. But he remembered it. Chris is a, he's a remembering. Well, uh, the thing I remember was John, possibly, possibly a weekend alcoholic. <laughs> Maybe it's possible. It was really bad this weekend because I got to drink Sunday night too. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, because work. Yeah, but um, no. Uh, I remember you had a drink too. I just don't know if you started drinking because I was drunk. <laughs> because yeah, because you were drinking, I was like, let me just grab a beer and ha- I had a couple. You know of what, boys? In theory, we all drank on Saturday. Oh, because I too may have had. You don't. You don't I might have had a couple of beers, DJing, and you got lit. <laughs> no, I no no. Okay. The next day, I had more beers and potential shots of like liquor. You know what's uh, very lit, though, Sean? What's that? Circle and watch me pivot this back. We're gonna bring, if you try to bring this conversation back to the topic, when we are organically having fun right now, Chris, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something, Chris. You, don't you have no do power here. Chris? You have no power here, Gandalf Chris? Stormcrow. John? John Stormcrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> no, what's lit to me is the idea that someone would take the classic concept of sweeney todd which john and i have seen together together in a theater we went together i think that's the last one we saw together he picked me up in a carriage he bought me a very nice dress i felt 
like I was treated like the prime lady I was. Um, but John is so cringing right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the fact that someone would take the idea of Sweeney Todd and basically make it into a, I guess, <clears throat> assembly line game. Right, Chris. Have you even played this game? It's got nothing to do with to do. Movie. Yeah, and and also the opening. <laughs> they, so, like where I work, you don't steal somebody's like their topic, their thunder on something they probably would say, you know. You and I think stealer John was totally going to mention that this was cooking mama meat, Sweeney Todd. That was part of his notes. Oh, uh, interesting. I just got a uh, notification over here that says Diablo Immortal is now playable. Eh. I disagree. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, John. Uh, but hey, before you go into it, Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd is also listed as better than Odyssey. Just for the ongoing joke of our... You gotta ban the guy. I'm about... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm about <laughs> at it with this guy. I mean, <laughs> Steve Sauberg is... Look, is at Weekly Game Chat, we're all about bits. This is a bit. This is a bit. This It's got life to it, bro. Yep. So, so what are we... Uh, what are we talking about? Well, John, uh, we're talking about Ravenous Devils. What'd you think of it? You played it. I, I have played it. I so the the goal for me today, and I'm pretty sure Chris too, is to kind of let you you're 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 mounting the horse today, buddy. And we are we're right there by you. We're on like little horse sidecars. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I played it, <laughs> I played it yesterday after I, the text messages happened. I went, you know what? If John spent $4.99 on this game on Steam. I should spend $4.99 and play this game too. Cause I started watching some videos on it and I went, this does look like cooking mama. <laughs> Meet Sweeney Todd. <laughs> right? So yeah, so the premise is this. And and look, for the for the record, I can't compare this game to other cooking simulators because I've never played a cooking simulator. Yeah. Really? What's the one you what's the one you guys played? Over the reason I remember the reason I remember this so much is because it was it was one of the funniest moments in weekly games chat history mm-hmm. where Chris was drinking. Yes. And he thought he finished a word, but yes. he didn't finish the word. And then two seconds later, finished the last syllable of the word. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hot was it, I think it was cooking mama too, right? Overcooked. No, overcooked. 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 Yeah, not cooking mama. So I don't know. I don't know if it's similar to those things or if it, if it's, it's, it's kind of like an overcooked ish. Yeah. It, I yeah. think this one's a little bit, I think, simplified more for the cooking part of it and all that. But, like, it's still the same concept, right? Yeah. It's still figuring out how to manage what takes the longest time versus what takes the shortest time to make sure you get everything where it needs to be. Yeah. So you uh, you start <clears> – <throat> this game is like a combination of cooking simulator and – horror freak show um it's it it definitely gives inspiration from sweeney todd in fact they don't say it outright but sean you can correct me if my memory was if i'm just remembering this right they said the couple which is percival and i I forget the lady's name if you can remember sean but the couple mentions that they (sighs) bought a place that was previously isabel maybe um they bought a place that was previously owned by a barber Yes. Something to that effect. They didn't outright say it, but you can tell that this is sort of a spiritual successor or at least takes place in a similar world that is um, Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Um, and this couple, the, the, the husband is a tailor 
And the wife is a cook, um, restaurateur, if you will. <laughs> um, and you can, you can, you know, obviously <clears throat> her name's Hildred. Yeah, no, Hildred. I was about to say, we really messed Hildred. it up. <laughs> I, I needed to pause that because that name that name is horrendous. Isabel sounds right. I remember when it came up, she was kind of she was kind of not ugly, and I was like, "Oh, but they named you Hildred." That's, that was the thought I had when I first ever saw her. It's even hotter. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's it's um, it, it's it's and Chris will and Chris will attest to my what sort of gets my attention. It's not the fact that it was a cooking simulator that got my attention. No. It was the fact that it was it had that uh, Victorian England um, Industrial Revolution era style, which is why Syndicate is one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games. It's one of the reasons why I love Dishonored so much. It's got that it's got that Victorian era level design and atmosphere. Everything's foggy. You know what I mean? Everything's fog. Yeah, you you've always been a fan of that Victorian style you just mentioned, along with a steampunk esque vibe. If you if you get those worlds, it's always your jam. And we like them too. You just you really like them. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I love them. Yeah, I do. But so it's it's like so the premise is you guys you guys have sort of escaped. You keep ha- having these series of escapes where you you have to somehow sort of disappear from a from a business and you open up shop at this place. Uh, and and the and the and it's a very simplistic design, um, but it works here. I mean, you can tell why the game costs four ninety nine. It, yeah. it was they're probably making they're probably making hand over fist money right now because this game is getting a lot of good buzz on Steam. Um, I I I know it's sold over five hundred thousand copies at this point. It's on every platform, but you move into this shop that is basically. On, on it's I guess eventually you, there's there's uh, there's four levels to the to the building, and I play it on I played it using PC controls. It's it was hard for me to imagine what this how this functions on Switch or Xbox with a controller. Um, I'd be curious to find out. I but tried it. For it's fun. basically. Go ahead. I tried it for five seconds with the controller, and I promptly put down the controller and picked up the oh, mouse. Yeah, gotcha. So. I mean, this game is, you can play it with one hand, mm-hmm. which is not common for extracurricular activities. I'll look, I can only name a couple of things, but um, it's basically, it, it's a click adventure. You use, you use the mouse, you scroll up and down um, with, with the middle wheel. What do they call that? I sound like an old guy. The scroll wheel. The scroll wheel. To just go the middle up, wheel to go up and down the building to switch yeah. to different levels. Oh. You can also use the uh, you know the AWSD configuration to do it. You can use the arrow yeah. keys to do it. But if you just want to one hand it, and who doesn't? You just um, ah, I see what you, you did just, there. Just use the scroll wheel on the mouse, and everything else is a is a is a left click. Um, basically you point to, you point to an oven, you point to a counter, you point to a certain location and your character goes in that direction. Um, so <clears throat> the, <laughs> what's happening, Sean? I was going to say something, but you so, may about, you may be about to say it. Do it. I was going to say, but, but you, as a simple as you think that is the curveball. Oh, it gets crunk. Is the fact that there are two people on multiple levels that you have to do this simplistic work with. Yeah. You got, you got two people operating two separate businesses and the, 
And, you know, you've if you've seen Sweeney Todd, you kind of know. Someone goes into the tailor's shop, goes into the back room to get fitted. That's where you stab them with a pair of scissors. You throw them down the, 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 the body chute, if you will. It goes all the way down to the bottom floor, which is the basement, where your wife, the lovely Hilda. Hilda? Hildred. 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 Yeah. The lovely Ugh. Hildred begins to throw them in um a meat grinder can can I can I say the most unbelievable part of this game is this like 120 pound woman just picking up these huge burly men and, and basically like Steph Curry shooting them into the meat grinder above her like it's nothing and she's like I'll tell right. you why she's able to do that she she bends at the legs she doesn't try yeah, to use her yeah, back that's true. she's she got has good, good posture yeah, she has good Chris, form the Chris, Chris the fact that you're shocked by that shows the uh, sexism in your mm-hmm. mindset. So I just thought I'd check you on that, uh-huh. but yeah, it's absolutely nice. 100% true. My wife actually said the same thing. She said, how can she pick that body <laughs> and just hoist it over her shoulder? I don't, Where did you play this on the big TV? Cause I don't think like Not in, played on PC, but I, I just, I was, I had her, I, I, I had her, I had to get her to come watch this game. Yeah. It's, you, I mean, if you want, I said, honey, if you want this on switch or something, Tell me it's five bucks and you are so worth it. You <laughs> I will spend five dollars on you. I will spend five dollars. Does she know you. you're spending more than five dollars going to uh, have dinner? With well, hey, 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 Whoa, it's fine. But um, <laughs> so your your wife's job, your, your wife, <laughs> Hildred's job is to run the restaurant, and um, Percival's job is to run the the clothing store. So you have a front room, a back room in the in the in the tailor shop. One's for fitting, one's for death trap two thousand. Yeah. So when you kill these when you kill these people, you throw them down the the the, the death trap. But before you do that, you just and the fact that you could do this with one hand just rip the clothes off. Yeah, because see, he the needs the clothes to successfully be a tailor. And he takes their clothes. And there's no, there's absolutely, other than maybe rent, there's no overhead in this business. This You're is right. Amazing, like, this is an amazing and, business model. And it's like, unlike, uh, at least unless it comes later, John, uh, don't, <laughs> from what I've seen, there's not anything there. It's not like Sweeney Todd, like where Sweeney Todd had a vendetta, right? Like he had a goal he was trying to accomplish in this. These people just seem like, oh, our last disastrous business was so bad we had to run off. Now we'll just murder people here. It'll be fine. You're like there's, there's no. Yeah, there's there's something to that. John <laughs> kind of glossed over the intro video that made me all of a sudden go, "Why does John like this game so much? Like I'm terrified of these people right now." And and then uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but just 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 know what you think a person in a meat grinder sounds like. They capture that very well in this game, especially with headphones on. And she's like, I need the, I should probably clean this thing Mm -hmm. once in a while. She says, I should probably clean it once in a while. There's blood everywhere. And then, and then, uh, Percival, when he puts like, when he, when he makes the clothes and he puts them out on the mannequins, he goes, I love this color. Yeah. And he says it like that, or he'll say, Oh, these are warm. Cause he just got them off of a cadaver. man so so you know you're you're trying to operate your business so what you have to do is you have to you have to you rotate 
go up and down on every floor to make sure everything is running smoothly at the same time. You got to make sure when someone comes in the back room that you're ready to kill them. Then you got to chunk them down the the chute. Then you got to mop up the place. Then you got to throw, then you got to sew. Then at the, and while you're trying to provide your wife with, substance to make the, make the make the food you also have to maintain your business by makes making sure that you you know when you're taking those clothes you're making new clothes and keeping inventory out in the front i actually think the, the hardest week, part is keeping enough clothes like that from what i've seen that that is to me the second becomes eventually the second hardest part yeah it's hard to it's hard to pay attention to what percival's doing once things get really going down in the restaurant Mm -hmm. but um but in the restaurant people come in you start off with a display counter with a display tray and you take the resources uh that percival throws down to you and you commence to be making recipes and as the game progresses you get more recipes as you get more ingredients as you get more abilities to do so and then you keep you keep the front room of the tailor shop stocked you keep the you keep the 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 counter stocked with food so that people can come in and simply buy and purchase and buy and purchase and there's a satisfaction meter and this is one of the this is it, you you have to kind of keep track. The reason is so important, as I'm sure with other cooking simulator games, you have to keep track of your reputation. Yeah. And it starts out with a meter that 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 is next to the person. However long they're waiting, their satisfaction score goes down. If they're if they come into the shop and they just pick up um, an article of clothing and they leave, they have an excellent satisfactory rating. No big deal. If they're waiting a little while, it might go down to yellow. They're still smiling, but it's less, you get less points for that. Sometimes they wait too long and if nothing shows up, they simply walk out and you get a negative reputation score. At least it, it adds to that as you're accumulating your day-to-day business. So, you know, your, your goal in this game is to make a profit to buy another oven or buy another mannequin so that you can make more clothes, put them on display to make your life a little bit easier. You know, making, you can, you can improve the, the length it takes to make the recipes in those ovens by making them work faster. You can add up to four display trays on that counter. You can hire someone, but all this is dependent on you making them enough money over time to upgrade your store, make it better make it more efficient, that kind of thing. Um, and it goes into pretty cool depth. Um, and, and like the front store of the tailor shop is, it's, you know, for me, the, the second most challenging thing to maintain. Uh, once you get tables into that restaurant, that's when it starts getting really chaotic. I've avoided that's when it. when it really started to give me some challenge. Yeah, I've avoided it because I've just been like, let's make sure everything else is in ducks are in a row before we start yep. uh yep. having to actually take care of people yeah, i probably should have I, I probably jumped the gun too early playing mm. uh on my first playthrough getting the tables quicker than i probably should have because your entire you know you have this meter um <laughs> you have this meter of of your reputation score and you're trying to bring it up all the way to the top and i think that's kind of how the game progresses once you get your reputation score up um wow <laughs> no it's just funny it's funny that i see that no see you that mean. you're saying meter in a game 
Oh, haha. Where you're literally minting meat of humans in a meat yeah. machine. Sure. And so the meter, it's got a, it's a play on words there. And every time you, you say uh, it, it gets more and more funny to me. Have you guys made sausage yet? Yes. Yes. I've made sausage. And I, I, the next thing I could make, I could make would be steak. But if you look at it, what, what's really cool in that, that menu that you're talking about where you can upgrade, uh, it mm-hmm. says you need to put a table down. And mm-hmm. I went, I kind of like Chris, I paused for a minute and I went, that sounds cool. And the table doesn't cost a lot, but you ain't ready, you ain't ready for this. But that means mm-hmm. I think people can kind of hang out. Yeah. I'm always. Gonna, uh, I, no, it's it. Uh, it's a new. It's a. It's it, the table is designed to make the steak, mm-hmm. and you ain't ready. Oh, because the, the steak. I mean, steak. Think about it. You know. I mean, it's it's grotesque enough to grind the meat into the you know to make burgers or to make sausage. That's kind of grotesque. The steak <laughs> is on a whole nother level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. And that's that's another kind of and you gotta you gotta be able to to understand that it's a video game, the theme of where it's coming from, and like yeah, they're they're doing the Sweeney Todd thing, they're killing people, they're making, and you're totally rooting for these people. It's you like kind of yeah, yeah, yeah kill you want more. them to do this. But one of the one of the things that eat me out the most was when you you first the, early on you get to see her recipe book. Yes. You're like, dear God, she has a recipe book. <laughs> yes. And and the recipe book, the recipe book uh, expands, and you get, you know, over the course of the game, you get access to fruits and vegetables and eggs and things you can add in as ingredients. And these people at these tables, they place these orders, and you're like, good lord. And you you can you get a maximum of four tables, I believe, in there, and 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 when four all four of them are ordering, it gets crazy. It gets mm. pretty crazy. Are um, there any shortcuts uh, with the clicking later? Um, so I ask you this. I don't think there is. And I, I, I'm kind of anticipating you saying that. But like even upgrading from one oven to two and then you upgrade the oven cooking time and then you upgrade the tailoring machine time and anything you're kind of touching, it's going to produce faster. But there's also more foot traffic coming in. Um, yeah, and as, so- as, more, as more foot traffic comes in, <laughs> it, it gets harder to <laughs> to balance everything because the tailor is at the top level and sometimes when you're with with hildred you're operating the restaurant and you're oper- operating the basement with uh with percival for the longest time you're simply operating the tailor shop and sometimes when you're down there you sometimes when you're down there operating two levels for hildred you kind of forget what's going yeah. on up there so in your mind you can have a guy walk in to get fitted and he leaves. I think, and so there's your chance. You just for forget he's yeah. up there. So you have to be very careful because you can, over the course of the game, resources start to get kind of tight. That was like what I was like in my mind, you know, because I haven't gotten to the complicated level you're at, but like I could see where it's coming, where I'm like, okay, early on, it's almost like she has an abundance of resource. She, you know, for the most part, because you could you could pre-plan the day in, in advance, right? At least the start of it where once you have like two dishes, right. And, mm-hmm. or, you know, two trays of dishes and you could sit there and be like, okay, I've got six things out there. I've gone ahead and baked some pies already. They're ready to go. And at the same time, because at first, even before you get the sausage, you're only really keeping up with the, the meat grinder. Mm-hmm. You start to notice there's an excessive 
amount of bodies piling up in your <laughs> in your basement until all of a sudden oh here comes sausage and now all of a sudden there's a shortage you know or like you're kind of balanced out finally and then on top of that i can imagine when the steak comes in it's going to even get more short but the bigger thing is that i don't see many options for percival in terms of kind of like expanding and being able to crank it out, right? It's really just determining of how often is someone walking into there for you to kill them, quickly shove their body down a chute and clean the room so that you can, uh, you know, have the next person walk in to kill while also finding enough time to go start making a pair of clothes, right? To update the mannequins that are probably all depleted at this point. (laughs) <laughs> but John, tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I I think I saw something open up for a Percival. Um, so at, during the commencement of your playing the game, you end up getting uh, letters from a mysterious party, and that mysterious person kind of gives me the idea that uh, he knows he knows what you're up to. He knows some things and also has some some requests for you. Yeah, so he's does, basically he's basically. Um, ex- extorting you guys to do what he wants you to do. Um, he kind of he kind of starts it off with being of like mind. I understand where you guys are coming from, but yeah, he definitely extorts him. Um, extorts Hildred and Percival for his for his own. Benefit. Well, he makes he makes these promises, but what I'm saying is, I think Percival becomes responsible for maintaining that top floor. In addition to the Taylor four, is that accurate? That's kind of where I was going with it. I don't want to really. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cold. So th- there's a you can see early on in the game there's this top floor that's not being used, and you just assume that at some point that's going to expand. It does. That, does. that does expand into Percival's responsibilities. Yep, I, I got to that does. point. That's where I I didn't want to spoil it for Chris, but there it he no no it's more than it. just him Taylor. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, I had a question it, it, it on adds that. An, yeah with the story part of it, because it seems like for now it's kind of just be successful. And eventually you'll hit a point where there's a cutscene and you get more story. Right. Um, and as you said, it opens up a little bit more, but I'm wondering, is there eventually challenges that he specifically gives you that you need to work in, um, to the day? Right, like I want you to do X, Y, and Z today, right? Or, or like, just I need you no, to murder. I need you to murder X, Y, and Z, and they're gonna look like this, and they're gonna show up at some point during the day, right? Versus like, kind of the first one is very scripted, right? Um, does that ever no. happen? No, there's nothing. There's nothing gameplay wise that he asks you to do. Gotcha. It's just kind that of narrative. Does, that doesn't that doesn't happen in in cutscene. Gotcha. There, but everything is locked behind how you progress in the story based on your upgrades. Gotcha. Like, there's a lot of things that happen in the story that if you don't upgrade to this, um, you're safe to continue playing and playing and playing and getting more money, more resources. But if you do this action in the upgrade system that kind of triggers a cutscene and moves you to the next kind of phase, if you will. So it, it's kind of ingenious in how it locks, it, it locks the story behind how you upgrade your restaurant. 
hmm. and you can kind of you can kind of do it at your at your own pace. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways. The way I played, like I said, I got the tables a little too early. Mm-hmm. Um, had I had I known that that would have been such a huge uh, factor Shift. in in resources. I would have piled up my bodies. <laughs> I would have had like I would have had like a chimney full of bodies. Um, and I'll just say this uh, as a as a pro tip: as soon as you can buy the as soon as you can buy the the cat, buy the cat. Oh okay. Oh, I didn't even know a cat existed. Spoilers. Um, somebody somebody in chat hey, mentioned every, it. Every it's hack a, shop needs a needs there's a, a pet, cat. right? Yeah. Well, somebody uh, Hag actually Hag himself said, imagine if this game was in VR. That would be trippy, and and I did think about because I think about VR games a lot. Like if this would be blah blah blah, you know I'm a big VR enthusiast, if you will. I don't know that I could play this game in VR. You uh, have to pick up the body. You have to throw him in the meat. Grinder. You have to juke the body <laughs> of Granny, who just wants to get a fitting. First time I had to kill Granny in the fitting room. That was for his. That was for uh, her fiftieth wedding anniversary. Yeah, and mm. yeek to the neck. Now you mm. go down the death chute. Enjoy the meat grinder. See you in the meat pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know also, what I need um, for this game? Huh? I need a musical mode, like whereas I'm playing it, it's just doing I his feel meat. You I don't know why, but I'm hearing uh no, no. I keep hearing Master of the House from uh Les Mis. <laughs> That's why I keep but it's, it's you're saying that a game based on a musical Sweeney Todd needs another musical piece. That's not Sweeney Todd. Well, what's funny. Know. What I is wrong Steve. with you, Chris? What is what's, wrong? What's you? funny about we were bringing up music. And you know, the theme Chris has tried to do for a while now, it's our new shtick, and I love it. Um, whatever topic is, we try to bring up music and this game has some really good, just the, the music, <laughs> the, the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> right. Let the bodies hit the, that would totally not fit. No, um, this would totally fit with metal. You know, and I, I would give it a 10 if it had. I don't know. It. You know what? Because it, 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 it has got this like melodic, classical kind of vibe to it. I wonder if you could go to the opposite and just start rocking. Um, I could see the metal playing downstairs. Like yeah. when you, as you scroll down to the bottom stair of the meat, the, the death room, that that's metal, <laughs> but up by the top in the tailor room is just kind of chill. That room would not pass a health inspection. No, that it's crazy the things, and I'm glad you brought that up. The things I think about, I think about, oh my God, is somebody going to catch me? Oh my God, if I don't kill this person fast enough, if so, can somebody else walk in? Oh my God, I got to clean the floor. It's like I'm a nervous effing wreck playing this game. Well, that's that's what I thought. Um, that's what now. I thought originally that the game was all about, just to avoid detection, yeah. do all this stuff and avoid detection. Like, I don't think. I, I never tested it. I never tried to break the game in this way, but I never, I, I, I thought about just leaving the floor, the body in the floor, not do anything. I don't think somebody would walk in. I don't I think, think it, I think there is a filter to where that has to be cleaned up before the next person come right. in. Yeah. So in theory, the game puts a roadblock there because if you don't clean it up, you don't get any more tailoring outfits. Correct. Yeah. Or bodies. And it, and it adds or to bodies. the incentive to keep it, keep keep the process moving, keep the, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those, it really called me out later in the game going, gosh, I am not the best multitasker. I mean, it's amazing when you've got four tables and a, and a, and a bar where you've got the platters, people are walking in just to pick up food or people are walking in to sit down. Um, 
they place their order and you got to make it and you try to prep. I mean, I don't know if you guys did this uh, in between. Yes, this is, I was going to bring that up. Yes. You open, you basically open the store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's when traffic comes through and there's a clock at the top, you know, at the top right um, where it, it, it eventually, it goes by so quick to me. I don't really know how long it lasts. Maybe five minutes, maybe 10. I'm not That's sure. What I think yeah, I think that is probably what she says. I think it's probably and, five um, minutes. It, it gives you the hint of last clients. And when they go out the door, you kind of get your customer rating at the end of the day. You see how much money you made. And you use that to build up your restaurant for the next day. Sometimes yeah. you don't make enough money. Sometimes you do make enough money to make some minor improvements to the store. But that that opportunity that you're talking about, there is an interim where the shop is not open. Yeah, there will and be no customers. That, that's where I do the prep, like you said so far, right. where I'm making sure the counters are stocked, making sure all the meat's grinded. It. Sometimes you know? I'm sometimes I'm prepping for 15 minutes, 15 yeah. 20 minutes, depending yeah. on how late in the game you are. But that's also you know at, when when the store closes in the evening, that's also generally when the cutscenes <laughs> happen and the story progresses, depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think. Can you I, ban weekly games chat? <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry, but um, it's one of those things where it's. I'm wondering if it's gonna get in depth where I'm really gonna love it because I do like these things. Like you know, I know you said like the multitasking. I like that. Like you know, because it's, it's analytical work, right? It, it's, it's I like not analytical. It work. is because it's like going like what takes the longest, where's the shortages, and trying to figure out how the heck do you plan for this so you can survive, right, and get the rating you're trying to get. And that's the this fun guy. of it. That's the fun of it. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're threatened by these words, analytical, um, math. Um, well, I knew that, like, and that's that's the dichotomy ooh, of all three of us, you know, at least playing this game to a bit because Chris is a very legitimately analytical, mind-thinking individual. He does this at his professional job daily. Uh, you know, John has a lot going on where he works. I have a lot going on where I work, but you, you do start to find out your approach on how you're going to take this game. How you can handle multitasking, how you how you decide to do what you do, and I think everybody who plays it's gonna we'll all start off at the same point. You all have your you know your first little the intro stuff, and then how you open that up is gonna change your gameplay, and ultimately it's gonna get. I already know it. John's there. It's gonna get crazy AF. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see the final levels of this. But from everything I'm reading and seeing, it doesn't. I don't it doesn't get to the level of, I don't know, overcooked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, cause it has the balance. It has the balance being a cooking simulator. And I use that in air quotes to also telling a kind of a really fun story. It's not an but amazing the, story, but it, no, it's it, a, a cool story. It's you don't, you don't get to see this kind of story often. Uh, you, you, a lot of times you're not okay with just, like you said, almost rooting for, uh, people who stab you in the neck and make you into meat pies. Like you, you don't find that in a lot of video games, right? You also don't fly, find that mixed in with a point and click game that to be quite honest is one of the best point and click, click games I've personally ever played. And I played Zach and, uh, wiki back in the day on Nintendo, what you call it? That game was amazing point and click. So, you know, 
I just found out that acid sugar wears a G-string, and I'm a little shook right now. I don't know what to do with myself, and I do know that that G-string is better than Odyssey. So there we go, folks. There we go. <laughs> I've, heard, I've, I've heard things. I've seen and heard things. I cannot unsee and unhear. By the way, acid, I think, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on Monster Hunter Rise on PC. It's 30 bucks right now. It's, it's also 30 bucks on Switch. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, if you but do the side side comparisons, God, it's it's like one of them's a PC game. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. See, you don't even you don't know what this is. This is uh, they're trying to play together and they're trying to figure that out. Andrew would so, definitely play with them on PC though. But Andrew wanted well, he to, seemed to say. First of all, we don't call him Andrew, sir. See, look at that. All right, all right, I'll buy it. See, all right, sorry. All right, all right, all right. Well, yeah, I we think, figured that out on air during the topic, boys. I think, um, John, to your point, like, joking, joking. maybe there could be more criticism on its slim simplicity, right? Or lack Sim- of what? Like, simplicity? <laughs> like, well, you know, of like lack of it going to, as you said, like the overcooked, like craziness, which, you know, Sean and I have experienced. Like, there is something about being on opposite air balloons trying to make steak and eggs and uh you can only flip certain things to one another for very short windows and uh you have to pretty much coordinate everything yeah because sean's making the eggs i'm making the steak and you know it's hell um obviously you don't have that kind of here that craziness but i will also say this is a five dollar game right like five dollar game probably made by i'm guessing one or two people. Um, and I just have to get credit because everything that they aim to do, it seems like it works very well, even if it's got limitations. Uh, and it also feels like it's going for a certain tone and hits it right of like, it really is going for, as you said, that Victorian Sweeney Todd illusion, you know, to, the only thing I've been missing, I, I need like some kid to come up speaking a Cockney accent. Yeah. Well, hello there, Mr. Pastor. What, what'd you, know, you just that, say? <laughs> that that kind of thing. When we start recording, I'll I'll tell you what I thought you just said. Well, <laughs> it it probably happened, but it's it's all and we should point out that there's some voice acting in it. Yeah, yes. very um, very little. But it's it's all text based. But it's really cool the way they pr- do the story because they I do agree. the story w- within within the confines of the house. They. They, they they pan out, they zoom in, they move around very slowly as people walk in and out, but it doesn't it doesn't change into a cutscene. Yeah. Or in a traditional cutscene. It just maintains it maintains the camera maintains that house um mostly at all times until maybe the beginning and then at the end. Well, I also um, like too that that you can definitely tell it's a working building, and I say that because if you pay attention, you'll see people walking outside of the pub and mm-hmm. outside of the building. So it, it makes you feel like the outside world's very much alive. And, and those moments right before you're going to, quote, open the shop, there is this like anticipation to make sure, do I got everything kind of going? Because you're right, the, the way they focus on the, the levels of the house, you're really confined in that house. But other things are kind of there if you look for them. Uh, acid, I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I am now the proud owner of the PC version of Monster Hunter Rise. Sean, you should buy this. I don't want to play this game. I I, I got to go play Assassin's Creed. Mike's hyping me up. Mm. Um, John, 
if Chris is going to ask you if you're ready for Richard, despite whether or not you're done talking about the game or not. I'm just looking at the clock, and who I'm cares done. about the clock? Who cares about the clock? I I I, I think I'm done. Are you think you're done? Just make yeah. sure. This is this is. I will make this ob- observation. It's pretty rare, mm-hmm. and the game's not long. Okay, but I almost sat um, Saturday night. Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, it was Sunday. Sunday night from whatever time I got on with Mike to 2.30 or 3 in the morning, I was playing this game nonstop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was worried about you. And then... <laughs> was he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, and then the next day, an additional 30 or 45 minutes, and I was done with the game. So I, I don't play games like that typically. Um, particularly if it's just like... I'm, I'm pointing and clicking and it it and it seemed like it seems like from the jump it would be repetitive but it's it not. doesn't it's not repetitive because it's repetitive but you're but you're adding new ways to do the same and thing And also the the foot traffic is not the same every time. It's not. It's mm-hmm. things are constantly changing up on you in retail, and, am I right? And you you start Please. you start saying I need to I need to go ahead and pre-bake that because they're already walking to the meat counter and they're going to buy something. Love a good meat counter. I do love a good meat counter. And Chris, if I was ugly a minute ago, I didn't mean to be. I want to say that right here so everybody hears it. You were. I just knew John had a hit. You know, I almost made a sexual joke. Shouldn't do that. About a little bit left. (laughs) My Richard is primed and ready. Oh, what is it? Um... This is a tough one because it's a point and click game, but it's fun AF. It's a it's a point and click game. It's a cheap game. It almost feels like I I cheated to like I finished two games. Well, one of them was a point and click adventure. <laughs> hey man, point and but click to games me, are great. Um, to me with that, I mean, there were some thing. There were some limitations on it. Like the story, the the story didn't quite. It was a fun ride, but the story itself at the ending didn't quite. I hate this phrase. Did not quite stick the landing, but it does leave it open to future installments. Maybe oh, that's cool. That's good though. Which would be a, which would be really cool. Um, but I'm going to give this game an eight seven five. Had a great time with it. It is five bucks if you are just wanting something quick and easy. Um, <laughs> give uh, this a shot. I mean, yeah. I will loan you the five dollars if you if you will gift it to you like, on Steam. You're like, dude, I, I really want to play this game, but I got no money. And awesome. you know, yeah. you definitely you finished the game, Chris and I. Uh, we've played a lot of it. I I don't know how much versus me versus him, but I was thinking just loosely as I'm playing it, this is about an eight ish game. Hmm. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'm I'm not going to deviate too far one way or the other from the eight ish. So uh, it's pretty cool for you to. To, to land it there like that's almost a nine guys for a five dollar point and click game it it's fun i don't know how to else to say that Can i just say it's also a very beautiful game uh, it's very aesthetically yeah. pleasing yeah if you like <laughs> if you like seeing feet hang out of a meat grinder because that happens <laughs> as the lovely hildreth is just churning the old meat wheel there were times i were i was hildreth. not wearing pants <laughs> oh that's good times but yeah john to, I, I think the way this happened and you know i think chris was like hey john 
if you've seen this game and you may have either been like, I've heard of it or no, I didn't. Uh, but it, they knew it was a John game. And then, and then the way, the way fate has it, we all three ended up playing a little bit of it. I think Chris thinks he suggested it to me. He never did. I did. It was one of those. No, ones. you did. It, it worked. Seriously. Chat. It worked. Chat. It, it was, worked. It was the one. <laughs> End of the show. It was a good from run. Arthur where I was like, hey, have you heard this? Nope. There's a game. This is not, this is not an Arthur game that you said to me. What mm. you did say to me, this, you said that there was this dead space looking game, which was, was a first person shooter. That's rip out. But yeah. Yeah, we're not disagreeing, but uh, this one was this one was one I discovered on Steam by my lonesome. Ah. I was actually telling you guys about it. Yeah, I knew it would. He doesn't be your believe jam. that. No, I mean, if I didn't say it to you, then that's on me because I should have. Because I thought that when I heard this, I was like, "This is a John game." <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm kind of with Sean. I haven't finished this out. I probably will just because right now it's being a nice break from the other game I've been playing, which is like Rage City. Um, but I'm kind of in the same vein that I think it's probably around an eight. And I think it's a really good attempt, you know, like for a small studio, right? This is perfect. This yeah. is how you, this is how you build something without like, you know, it taking years to make and all that kind of stuff. But is interesting and unique. So good for them. Can you, did you stop? Hmm? Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! <laughs> Are we recording? Is this real? This, yeah. is, this is real. He just. I just muted you two while you were talking. Oh my god, that's so funny. He's just we're having a good time, but we're on the news now, and uh, it, I think it I think it works better this way when the the headmaster of the news department leads it first. You know, it's like a well deserved little nugget of goodness right there. You know, editor in chief himself, John. What a, what a load of BS. Uh, <laughs> if I keep uh, if I keep exercising and eating right, I'm going to be down to skull and bones. Hey, hey. Of skull and bones. Ubisoft's open world pirate game, Mike, uh, you might be interested in this, um, is reportedly <laughs> being released on November 8th. That's so funny. I don't know why it was funny. Because <laughs> Mike is all of a sudden uh, Ursula Ubisoft or whatever. Because he plays everything Ubisoft. An Ursula? industry insider shared on Twitter that a release date had been discovered amid an Xbox store entry. <clears throat> all this seems to imply an imminent announcement. The game also was also rated by the ESRB on June 27th, which means that it is at least near a complete status. Love a good completion. Skull and Bones was first revealed five years ago in 2017, but repeatedly suffered many delays, and it broke today. I did not add it to the notes. They uh, they did announce a Ubisoft presentation for Skull and Bones for July 7th. Um, hey, that's I don't this know. week. What's that? I said that's this week. That is this week. Yeah. And I could not be more stoked. I as uh, as I have said to Mike many times, Black Flag is one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. games in the ac series you take assassin's creed 2 here's black flag all the way up here but um this is obviously kind of a spinoff of the success of that at least it was in its initial planning they're like hey black flag was such a huge success people seem to like the boats let's have a boat game isn't that what you called chris um sea of thieves boat game 
Yeah. And we all called it that, I believe. So, but it but I thought you guys were alluding to the fact that Mike on Sea of Thieves would was like, um, don't worry about it, John, I got it. When I suggested that he would be interested in this. No. But I don't even know what this thing is or how it works. because uh, we had an idea of it. Because it was announced around the same time that uh, Sea of Thieves was being launched. So at the time, I think we assumed that it was sort of a more realistic, as in, as in non-cartoony version of what, this, of what this was. So I don't, and I mean, we're talking about seven, maybe eight years of development. Yeah. Um, I remember at some point, I think, I thought this would be like an unintentional but intentional expansion on black flag as as far as how they're going to do their ship battles and what the game consists of. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, now it's been seven years. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm excited for this. I was excited when it was first announced, bring it on. It could be a bunch of trash yeah. that they're trying to just get out now. I don't, maybe, it, maybe they're going to make it make, maybe they're going to make it a beta um to go ahead and do something with it so they can you know render what was it early access so they can you know get feedback on it and say this is what it is um and maybe improve it over time but i know they gotta people have been waiting on this for a long time and i know they gotta they gotta pull the trigger at some point so maybe that's what this is or maybe it's 100 percent ready to roll and it's something we're all gonna enjoy well i was gonna i was gonna say and I, this is me thinking of this right now not knowing the answer if you get an esrb i think you're past beta right yeah, in general, yeah, um, it's at least almost finished. At least you've yeah. shown something to somebody because they have to see it. They have to see yeah. what it is. I'm more so just interested now for the stream because it'll probably be the first time in five years that we actually have any idea what this game really is. I mean, I think it's alive as it, it's being designed as a live as service um, type game, you know, kind of like how For Honor and all that are. But I'm like, is this going to be primarily a PvP, that's it? Like, you know, just you're in an open map and there's, say, 10 to 15 ships out there, right? And if you want, maybe you could have teams, maybe you're not. Or is it going to be something more? Is it is it going to try to be something closer to see if these were? Sure, there's ship combat and it's going to be, as you said, might be designed one where it doesn't have to be cooperative, right where one person can have one vessel and just command his crew um and two <clears throat> might have a little bit more features in the battle but um you know i i, I just don't know it's like are, are we gonna have quests are we gonna go off on ventures is it set during a, a time period is it historical is it historically you know related to anything or is it just fantasy base and all that Watch kind it of be stuff. about robots. Well, I, Black, <laughs> see Assassin's Creed three and black flag and everything, everything since um, the ship combat and the ship aspect of the game was, I, I think it's, I think it's always been underplayed. I know people talk about it yeah. in a positive light, but I think it's undervalued as one of the most innovative game designs in the past decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was innovative when Black Flag happened, but if it's simply those mechanics, if they're not ref- refined in a exceptional way to make them like, I loved Black Flag, but I didn't know that they could get this much better or this much more advanced. If it's just Black Flag with those ship battle mechanics, which they're fun, they're great. If they don't innovate on those, this seems like a dud. Yeah. I well. 
I, I, you guys may have one off the top of your dome. Other than other than what you've mentioned as far as games, has there ever been a real pirate game? Pirates. In the modern era of video games, like a true pirate adventure game. Yes. As in... Oh, what? Sid, Sid Meier's Pirates. That was a very specific PC crowd, though, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, more of a semi. simulator kind of thing. Well, you go around and you would have pirate adventures with your crew and all that kind of stuff. Go around the map, try to find things to plunder, and you could do combat and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, but yeah, the biggest pirate game probably still is Black Flag, uh, as far as probably most played. Sea of Thieves is pretty amazingly. It is. It is. Yeah, they seem to always add content to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still it's still a thing. It's still happening. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see what they do with with this announcement. We'll we'll you know, hey, we'll be on pins and needles waiting, man. You it's just nice to know it's still happening, Sean. Exactly. exactly. Uh, and what we're talking about now, we're going to do what we call a pivot, ladies and gentlemen, because we have reports from Bloomberg that have suggested God of War Ragnarok is slated for a guess what November release date. While many fans remain skeptical, saying things like, just go on and tell us that Ragnarok is delayed. But according to Barlog, and that would be what, Corey Barlog? Yes. Right. That's hey, look at me remembering names. Name drop. Name just drop. can't remember who leaves your team. <laughs> right. Don't know who left my real life work team, but I know Corey Barlog. If it were up to me, I would share all the information when I know about it, but it's not up to me. So please be patient. <laughs> I promise things will be shared at the earliest possible moment they can be. We make games for you, and we get to make games because of you. He has further clarified and emphasized that God of War Ragnarok has not been delayed out of 2022. Yeah. I felt bad for him on this because it was just like, this is like what I hate about the internet. So there's a rumor that on the 30th they were going to have a direct for God of War. doesn't happen. So then everyone, of course, on Twitter just starts you know oh where is it oh no it's all getting delayed why won't they just tell us things and all this other stuff and i'm just like just just wait it will it will get announced when they feel confident that they can announce it that's that's all it is well in fairness i mean not to just i agree with what you're saying in regards to coming at Corey barlog per se but playstation did this to themselves i mean they created the skeptical audience when they said um, what was it? Holiday 2021. Mm-hmm. And everybody, as soon as they saw it, said that game's not coming out in 2021. And then Corey Barlog, to his own frustration, said, following that announcement, he said, it'll be ready when it's ready mm-hmm. on Twitter. But then PlayStation fans immediately and rightfully so pointed out, no, no, your company said 2021. Don't say it's ready when it's ready when your company doesn't seem to agree with you. So mm. I just, feel like that's something though. That's PlayStation, right? That's not if I'm if I'm him. Well, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to. He doesn't no, want to. As an employee of PlayStation, you should probably keep in lockstep with its messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't know, that's just my. That, but I, I would just tell you, I'm like, look, you know, one of two things is going to happen here. Either it's going to be out at the end of this year, or it's probably going to be out in the first two months of next year. Are you car- calling Corey Barlog a liar now? Yeah, because no, I'm sure he is trying. <laughs> My guess, if, if I had to guess right now, there is probably something like, right, because the game is done. They're just going through bugs and issues. My guess is on this, 
he is going, there's probably like one thing that they are trying to complete. And once they know that thing is complete, they feel good about what's left on, you know, the schedule as far as what they have to get done before release. But until they have that one thing done, it's kind of like Microsoft last year with Halo. You're not going to announce a date because you just know at this point, if you put a date out, you better hit it, right? Otherwise, everyone's going to crucify you. Well, the question I have, and it's not necessarily pertaining to this topic, but do you think this game has any prayer with all the hype and with all the everything surrounding it? Do you think it's got a prayer of being above a nine? Yeah. Because sure. Elden Ring did. Yeah. Elden Ring's not a sequel to a beloved game. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm speaking strictly because of the hype. I'm talking about critical. It. I'm talking about critical reviews. Sure. Yeah, I, I think it's going to live up to it. If it, yeah, I think if it, yeah, I do. Just in short, I won't go all long winded on that. I'm guessing mid range eights. It's going to fall. Really? So I mean, I'm Last sure. of Us sustained. I mean, what what can it really do that's going to really innovate the way it did in the first one? You didn't know that one was going to innovate in the way that it did. Uh, yeah, I did. Totally I don't. Good. I don't think none of us. You did. could throw it was, two. It was what we call a weekly games chat first. <laughs> we broke the news. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be. Uh, he could uh, throw two axes this time instead of one. <laughs> you find out he has a daughter, and now he says "girl" along with "boy." These are I, all. I could have said something. I didn't want to be offensive. Yeah, the. Uh, I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping it's uh, uh, above a nine, but yeah. you know. Otherwise, I'm not going to buy it. We know. Unless it's $5, yeah. you won't buy Remember it. Remember that one time I wasn't excited <laughs> to play it, and now I can't wait to play it? That's because mm. enough time has gone by. And put the game out now already. They should come out with a DLC for Ravenous um, Devils, Devils, where you can use the Leviathan. Kratos's. Hey, <laughs> kick, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or the Chaos Blades to just hack up some meat. I is, do have to say. Is, would, would Kratos be considered the goat of his genre as far as characters not according to chris Chris, look at the pivot look at the pivot chris look at the news don't really think about the answer to that chris jesus christ one of the characters from the nba that is considered a goat he's at least in the conversation uh will be the cover of nba 2k's 23 special editions and chris can i interrupt you how come when there's a grammatical error you will read that but if there's something you don't disagree, you don't agree with in the page, you will not read it exactly how I wrote it. Because he's not the goat. Because I know that's why you put it there. He is not the undisputed goat, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but Michael Jordan, he's back. Been a while. 2K11, I believe. Uh, he will be the cover athlete for NBA 2K23, and it will also feature the return of the iconic Jordan challenges from 2K11. The release date for the game is set for September 9th, and Mr. Jordan will be gracing the covers of the both the Michael Jordan edition and the limited championship edition. Jordan was partly named for the cover due to the fact that his iconic jersey number matches 2K23. That's just good marketing. Quote, after making 23 the most recognizable number in sports, it was only fitting that the NBA 2K23 we introduced the Michael Jordan edition. The championship edition is a new tier that comes with a year subscription to NBA League Pass. That's kind of cool, I guess. I'm wondering if they're going to have other 
ones because they they usually do this right like they usually have like a legend type person on there they've done kobe of course recently last year they had bird dirk and uh kareem right um but then they'll also come back and be like oh well the main athlete is luka Doncic or giannis or whoever it's just kind of like what they do so i don't know we'll see i just uh, if they, if maybe, the, if the maybe jury, LeBron will be on the regular edition, yeah. he was on all the covers a couple of years ago. Um, for the record, the, there are three goats in the NBA. Um, I just want to make sure everyone knows that they are MJ, LeBron, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and no one else is in the conversation right now, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, I the big thing I would look forward to this: the Jordan challenges from Two K Eleven were really fun, so I hope. They're as rewarding as they were before. <laughs> and Draven's about to get banned. Uh, Draven, you need to stop making it difficult here. This is this is really. Oh, you got your. That was. Hey, this is, this is really. Uh, Good no job, doubt, Johnny is, Bear. This is really uncomfortable for me. But no doubt, Nintendo, speaking of making it difficult, has a very passionate fan base. I mean, really? I don't know. Uh, but has pointed to the fact that it is difficult to make all the games it's asked for at the company's annual general meeting. Nintendo president uh, Shintaro Furukawa was asked if there were any plans to release remakes or new entries in long dormant franchises such as F-Zero. In fact, I think the person, side note, the person who asked this question was someone who bought $45,000 worth of shares just so we can get on a call and ask about F-Zero. That's funny. But his but his response, uh, in quote, in truth, it is difficult to fulfill all the requests we receive for new titles, remakes, or sequels in Nintendo series. That said, we are grateful to our fans and their patience in these manners. Just shut up and give me Wind Waker. Another Nintendo executive, Shinya Tagahashi, also weighed in, quote, we always take a broad perspective looking at ways to make new and remake titles enjoyable for as many people as possible. We cannot comment on plans regarding remakes of specific titles, but we are always considering various possibilities in or development efforts that our customers can enjoy our games, end quote. In another quote, Shigeru Miyamoto said that Ooh. Michael Jordan is indeed the, the goat. goat. Yeah, he said it in uh, in his <laughs> native language, and then it was interpreted to to say it for sure. You know, the disrespect yeah. towards Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is very, very, you know, I, well, I just don't understand. Kareem was recently on a talk show. I want to say maybe it was Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. They asked that question, and and Kareem said, the goats keep it amongst themselves. And he left it at that, which is very classy. Who's That's, disrespecting Kareem? You guys, because you just, you're going to MJ over Kareem. Kareem's got a better claim. Kareem has just as many championships. What the f- is happening right now? <laughs> has scored more points. Wow. I, it's a, I, I like Michael Jordan the most because he was really dominating when I watched basketball. Hold on. That's all it is. That's all. That's all it is. Are you about to break out a spreadsheet? <clears throat> no, he he can do all he wants to. It will not change my opinion. Oh yeah. Now it, I think people people love MJ for that read. Like it, MJ was electrifying, and he is one of the most important people. Do not get me wrong. To ever Nintendo. Play but anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> about Nintendo, Chris. I I I I I jabbed him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Fault. Yeah, it's I your did. fault. Go you ahead. Poke, say what you want to say, Chris. You poked the bear. You're going to get Here's everything. I'm a bear, too, and I'll, I'll, I'll bear back. What? See, I, I made a joke there to, to lessen the mood, but also maybe turn up the mood. You know, light, you don't lessen the mood. That's not a good. If you don't lay off, it. I'm gonna put the bar down on your freaking little roller coaster <laughs> cage, and you're gonna go for a ride. Whose roller coaster cage? As an inside joke with me and Sean. Oh, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Uh, layoffs though. Yeah, we're about to have a new. Uh, Sean spot in weekly games chat. Kidding. It's a joke. We're talking about Niantic. That's the developer of the ultra successful Pokemon Go. You guys may have played that. It's dealing with the harsh reality of lightning in a bottle. This has forced the company to face layoffs and canceled projects. According to a CEO named John Hankey, the company has had to lay off 8% of the staff as the company faces a time of economic turmoil during which it has been reducing costs in a variety of areas. Other projects that would seem to attract a lot of enthusiasm, such as Pikmin and Harry Potter, have not even gotten close to the success of Pokemon Go. Thoughts on that, boys? Do you think COVID messed that up because you couldn't go outside? What do you think? What do you think? Didn't they just launch a new game or something? Or were That's, launching I their- think one of them was Pikmin. They released recently, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you, you think about Harry Potter, like, of course, this is going to be another magical hit. Magical. It just wasn't Pokemon work because you could you could throw the, the the ball and you could catch Pokemons. You know, what am I going to do? Sit over there in real life and do wizard moves with people? That'd be silly. I'm a I, huge Harry Potter fan. I yeah. believe you would. I'm I just would. Saying, it I'm still just would be silly. If, if you thought of an, uh, another property that could that could give them the same success. You uh, think yeah. it would I think be Harry, Harry Potter could, yeah. I think it would be Harry Potter. Yeah. Maybe they should do a Star Wars one. What are you going to do? Go find baby Yodas everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but there's <laughs> only one. No, but like it's two sides. So either you're on the Sith. Are you and, drinking again? No. Me? Uh, one Maybe. of two things happens, okay? Either you're on the Sith and therefore you just hunt down the younglings and you kill them. Or, you're not a Sith. You're on the Sith. <laughs> yep. You're on the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> are you roster are you are are you number two or number one on the set though that's important oh you're definitely number two you're trying to because there's only one. ever two you know that yeah but there's like two million in this one <laughs> i don't know i mean there's not a 10 that's true that's not me that is you is it dang it yeah <laughs> A joke made by EA's official Twitter account making fun of a sing or single player games did not go well for the company with reaction on social media platforms being swift and brutal. The original tweet read, they're a 10, but they only like playing single player games. This tweet seemed odd to many, suggesting all of the single player games that EA publishes annually. The most negative, the <laughs> mostly negative 10,000 quote, uh, quote tweets and nearly 9,000 replies prompted EA to acknowledge the blunder and respond roast. Well deserved. We'll take this out because playing single games actually makes them an 11. Aw. Yeah, this is uh this, this stood out to me as a weird thing for 
the gaming community as a whole to get behind. It's like, it's almost, it's almost like it was noticed because it was EA. I mean, this was, I don't even know. I saw the tweet. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw the tweet and was like, cool. And I just kept scrolling. It was, it was like, it's probably the most innocuous tweet that I've ever seen people get offended over. I well, had a hard time. It was almost time. like, bro, how can you tweet that when that's what you do? That's that was it. That was it. And that, that's what I, they said. Well, there was some more harsh reactions to it. But it was it was just so innocuous to me. It's like what about this tweet even needed a reaction? I Well, the fact that when you tweet you're looking for reactions. Hold on. John, okay. that's what Twitter right. is. Okay, Sean. <laughs> okay, Sean. No, but I, I'm messing with you. But of course, I know what you mean. It was kind of like, wow. Just evidence that Twitter is a failing platform that... Uh, Elon Musk does not like you saying that. Yeah, well, he's not going to fix it. Free speech for everyone. 20, I mean, yeah, 20,000 total or nearly 20,000 total, uh, I guess, prompts would make anyone reply, right? Mm. Yeah, because yeah. the person who's handling that social media account, they're like, hey, guys. Guys, they keep someone. They keep. Someone there. Someone there was just like, "Nah, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. That's a that's a good joke." And now they have. A Should new we job. take this down? Should no. I guess. I guess my point is, what got Twitter in a rage this weekend was the fact that somebody picked on the fact that they liked single player games. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a little. Can we at least acknowledge that it's a little silly to be upset about it? Oh, yeah, it, it is. I mean, on, but that's... What else are gamers going to get upset about? I mean, the guy, what as else, you yeah, saw earlier, else? the guy upset earlier. The guy upset earlier because, you know, someone, Corey Barlog, won't tell them when a game's coming out. Right. Think about right? the things that we report that gamers get mad about. Yeah. I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, hey, John, but that's enough about single player. Should we talk about it anymore? Yeah, speaking of single player, what? EA's Battlefield series, which I just revere, uh, will seemingly make a return to the single player campaign if a new job listing is to be taken at face value. And according to the description, I think it definitely should. According to VGC, the design director will be responsible for, quote, creating a best in class single player campaign experience. A little vague. <laughs> With a, quote, player first mentality motivated by a passionate aim to understand and serve the players who are engaged with the game. And speaking to two people who are probably a little bit more engaged in the first person shooter genre multiplayer. Do you think this is what's missing? That's you and me, Chris. If they are going to. We just want a Battlefield Bad Company. I was about to say, if they're going to do Bad Company, (laughs) yes, do it. I will gladly take it. But Tell, tell me more about that. Bad Company was so great because, I mean, it was the first and really the only good single-player campaign that Battlefield's ever done. And what was cool Not even was... Battlefield like, 1? Battlefield 1 was okay. It was definitely one of the better ones. But, I mean, that's the only one that has a true story and a campaign that feels like a campaign. You know, Bad Company was the first that I remember the cast from the yes. camaraderie, the joking. I remember the buildings blowing up. Exactly, that, that was, was one of the first times I'd ever seen that in a video game. Just having was like a lot of stuff. All that destructible cover was awesome. But if you're asking people, do they want our campaign like how uh, 
Battlefield when they went first went present day and all that kind of stuff. I don't think so. I don't think they care about that. I don't think that's what they want. They want really good multiplayer maps, right? So is is Bad Company? Bad Company is a band. They are. Uh just to let you know, John, that uh they're better than Odyssey. <laughs> I can't escape it. Uh, you can't. What we can escape is news because we have made it to the final piece of news this week. This we cannot move disgusting. forward until a thing happens. But when it does, John, we're clear of news. Thirdly, this week. So here's the question I have for you guys. How many licks does it take? Turn. Turn. <laughs> Would you? Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw will receive a full remake in the year of 2023. The announcement was made by publisher Dragami Games, which is led by the original games producer Yoshimi Yasuda. The game is being developed by a quote of a combination of development staff from the original version, including Yasuda as producer and new development staff from Dragami Games. That's the end of the quote. The game will come with a more realistic approach to graphics as well as new licensed tracks for the music. Anybody excited about the old lollipop chainsaw out there, huh? I never played it, but that's because I was probably a little too self-conscious to play it. I wanted to play it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get it twisted. I wanted to play it. Oh, I would have got it twisted. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, 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 what? What? Wait, wait. <laughs> but yeah, sure, I'll, I'll play it. Is it? Uh, isn't that a Suda Fifty One game originally? The guy who did No More Heroes, and you might be right. I might be right. Sean. You might be right. That's what I heard. I don't often get a you might be right. I know. I was I was thinking of a way to capture that forever. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we have a podcast. But then I thought, Chris might Thanos it yeah. from existence. I'm just going to go ahead and bleep. Like, everyone's like, why is there 20 seconds of just dial tone right here? That's funny. Yep. You know what's also funny, guys? When I look at you each week and I go... Would you like to wrap this up? Because I know you don't. But I I, I, I'm going to say never. Just to be safe. Okay. Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year 3000. <laughs> so we got some good news. Uh, we'll start there. Um, you know, this is the part of the show. We title it emails. There's a lot more that we put here. This is the part that the listener, that would be you, that you carry. And thankfully you heard the call. Um, I'll remind you once again that you can send an email to us, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And last last week, uh, we didn't have any. And Chris, Chris put his foot down. 
And Chris said, you, you mother, I will Thanos every episode and you'll only have NBA 2K and Madden. Uh, like, so this is it. pity email. Like, yeah. if you want to keep challenging us, we'll do NBA 2K22 next week. And then we'll do MLB The Show the week after, followed by Madden 22, FIFA 22, NHL. We can make it a whole sports summer. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so in response, we had two emails. <laughs> two people. Save cared you. enough to save you. These are heroes. I don't know what names are going to go by in the email, but Matthew and and Juwan, thank you for saving the podcast, boys. You can read these, of course. Which one do I read? You can read both of them okay. since you ask for them. Okay. First up, we have Matt. Matt says, "Just writing in to preserve the history of weekly games chat." Although I'm sure NBA 2K and Man 20 are fine episodes, Hollow Knight was actually the first episode I listened to. I was super into the game and couldn't find anyone who was talking about it, leading me to WGC. I'm looking forward to second opinions on the game, if that's still happening. So, uh, John, um, John, going to need you to play Hollow Knight. Thank you. Um, since I'm helping my partner through the game currently and would love to show her the podcast. If you guys are doing some retro reviews, are there any plans to reveal ahead of time what games may be coming? Matt, sent from my iPhone. Yeah, we're definitely doing some retro reviews. We'll give you some teases, potentially. Uh, this is not set in stone, but this is the mindset we've had. And John and Chris, stop me if you want me to not say more than this. But some of these games were Thanos. Think of Cuphead. Cuphead had a DLC. Maybe a Cuphead. Uh, we also want to give you a new perspective on maybe a game that we've covered that maybe John or Sean didn't play that Chris did or vice versa. Um, you know, we Thanos. We also the, know. Uh, we Thanos the Witcher what? episode, guys. We could do Witcher again. In theory, you, you could, I could finally play the Witcher and you could go, see? See? <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Um, so yeah, there's there's some titles in the works and, and we're thinking about games that have like possibly were Thanos, have some new DLC or a, a sequel coming out. Or we things just along those lines. Yeah. Um we have a very special potential guest to come on um to cover some some things. Uh, if you've paid enough attention, you might know who we're talking about. He might get banned um, before he gets on here, though. Yeah, if he keeps it up, he might get banned and not make it. But so, just so you know, we we've always tried to find a way to do a retro game. Simply, partly initially because we were lazy AF and just wanted to play the games we liked. Yeah. But in all fairness, it's kind of it's kind of hard out in these streets. There's like not a lot of games we want to spend money on or play or be motivated enough to cover. And this is a time in the world where that's kind of fitting. It's kind of fitting, fitting the glove pretty good. That's why um, next in two weeks we're going to talk about Matchpoint, the new tennis game coming out <laughs> that's on day one Game Pass. So uh, hope you're all ready for oh, that one. Funny. Uh, next up, though, Jawan, my man, wrote in and included a wonderful picture of Homer as Thanos. So that's that's great. <laughs> if you all haven't seen that. Make sure you check that out. Uh, well, boys, I've been forced to write in this week by the negative thought of having all these wonderful episodes Thanos by the evil henchman 
known as Chris. This is the kind of evilism that's even a word that only a true Dr. Evil could come up with, although I'm okay with evil robot chicks with guns in their boobs or freaking sharks with lasers on their head. Uh, anyways, school is keeping me busy as hell, and I'm almost done with my PC build, which somehow, some way, most of the parts I ordered have either been lost or scattered in the mail. That is terrible. Uh, when it's finally done, I shall submit pictures to Sean to judge me on all manners of cord management. Ooh, you evil Ooh. cord management sniper elite Nazi. Uh, <laughs> Nine! <laughs> anyways, all jokes aside, hope you guys have a fantastic week. And look forward to hearing this podcast. Uh, and that was sent from Yahoo Mail on Android. So yeah, but that's that's that's, that's it. I hope his that that sucks with his PC build. Yeah, I would. In, like I don't. If you see me on stream, I always keep my hair very short. I would be pulling my hair out even at a short level if my parts kept getting just scattered. Because it recently, I say recently, it's been what two years now. Uh, we all three were kind of building computers around the same time and we were all actively like looking for our stuff, you know, and we couldn't wait to, uh, to get here and everything. And uh, Draven says, did you really build a PC if you didn't knock over your beer? Right. That's exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. And then Chris makes a LeBron thing, but ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be like Juwan or, uh, was it Matthew? Yeah. Uh, you know, Write us an email. We like we just like to hear from you. You know, you, you do all your social media posts and everywhere else. You forget about us. Uh, we're gonna pivot, pivot uh, to the Twitter. Of course, we're on there. This is the place John said is a wasteland of nothingness. Uh, but we're there at Weekly Games Chat. We're on the Twitter. You can you can uh, find me at Chozo John. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. At Chozo that's John. That's C H O Z O J O N. Uh, it's, it's this one. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like doing this, but I'm going to do it, uh, cause it's content. Uh, so weekly games chat kind of is notified if I go personally live to DJ and I wanted to thank you to those who've, who've liked that. And, and, and Loki, if you guys remember back in the day, hell teacher Loki subscribed to us and had a positive thought for me. So thank you for that. Uh, for sure. Let me go back to other notifications we got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did we ever officially answer this, Chris? Did I ever ask you this on air? Oh, no. I don't think I did. Uh, at Pirate Bender said at Weekly Games Chat, my town just got an Aldi USA. What beer should I buy? Did I ask uh, you that yeah. question live? I think you did, or I saw it. Um, and I thought, man, I really wish I could answer that, but I have never bought beer at an Aldi. Um, so you should buy. IPAs until you find one that you like. There you go. IPAs <laughs> until you find one you like. That's what's up. Uh, let's go on to the uh, new followers. I know we have at least one. And yeah, I'm going to say what's up. Uh, Play Since Birth. Play Since Birth. That's a tight name. That's a good uh, name. You're listed as a video game collector that also likes to report gaming news and write reviews. Thank you for the follow. We are following you back. Uh, apparently trending in the United States right now for everyone is Rogan. Oh, no. Yeah, he apparently did. something. There's been 35,000 tweets um, and Joe Rogan experience. Yep. He Imagine is, that. Uh, 
he he's he's not giving Trump a platform on his show. I think that's yeah. I think that oh. was the news. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm reading into it a little bit. During a recent appearance on computer scientist Lex Friedman's podcast, Joe Rogan said he has turned down multiple offers to host former President Trump on the Joe Rogan experience. That is why he is trending on the Twitter. Uh, but we'll do a pivot. Uh, thank you for everyone who follows us and, and does things on the Twitter. Uh, we're going to let you know that we have a pretty cool spot called Discord. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, but our community happens to be the best. Um, you know, ever. <laughs> when so they funny. send emails, they might. Be. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to the email section, but at first I got stuck on the general section because as we recorded the show, um, Draven posted in our general chat chat and at, and mentioned at Chris, a picture of air Jordan playing beer pong, I think. So that's oh, pretty, pretty that. funny, pretty spot on. Uh, back on the 30th, this is in our email section. Um, I think we read that. I think we read that. Did we read that? What day know. was it, boys? What day did we record last? 28th? No, 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 no. This is new. Yuri is coming in hot, and we like it. So Yuri on the 29th said, not sure where I'll put this. That's what she said. So I'll just ask. There seems to be some issues with PS Plus Extra titles indicating that services were rushed. To be specific, I have a problem with Spider-Man Goatee. Hmm. After Googling a bit, I found out that apparently my save game from disc version of normal edition is not compatible with Goatee edition. I would think digital or disc version. Then I've read that you have to complete some missions to unlock the DLC, but that didn't work. There are others with the same problem who got the Goatee edition from PS Plus Extra, so I'm not sure if anybody else got the DLC working at this point. Any ideas or suggestions would be helpful. Also, is this an issue with save data transfer from PS4 to 5? Yes. Uh, different versions of games? I don't know what's going on. Help. Not different and versions. also put an update. Go ahead. Not different versions, but there was issues as far as if you wanted to carry over your PS4 progress to PS5, like you had to do specific things. You had to have your still have your PS4, go in, create a transfer file, thing then post it to the cloud then go to your ps5 and download that save file and then you know you could continue on it was kind of a pain it was mm-hmm. uh I don't, I don't i don't like when they make it that difficult yuri uh followed up on the next very next day and said listening to episode 349 that was a while back yeah that was a while back and i want to say you made a good point about media should do more effort to show both sides of the coin and not overwhelmingly focus on negative examples. When I was a member of the media myself, I really tried to shine a light on specific topics from at least two or more perspectives because that does help. And that's, to be honest, that's why we like to hopefully, when we get a chance to, all of us or at least two of us play a video game as well. Uh, And Yuri goes on to say that's called balanced reporting, which has sadly been in a steep decline over the last 20 years. I kind of agree with that because I'm like old AF. Um. On the 2nd of July, Yuri said, by the way, I also read comics on my iPad, although not as often as I would like. Also an excellent digitally enhanced version of the magazine Cinefix. Chris, do you know about that one? I don't. Cinefix? Unfortunately, they had to shut down after 40 years due to the pandemic. It was a big loss for the VFX industry. Um, All the shoes are still available on their app. (laughs) 
<laughs> Overblown Truth says today's show is better. Today's show better be all since John. Be all John since he dished us last week. Did I? What happened? Today's show I don't know. better be all John since he ditched us last. John, were you oh, quiet of, last my week? Te- my technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. left us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I did. That's right. Yeah. Huck, Huck came in today, not too long ago. Uh, what's the comfort food game you always return to? My way better half can play WrestleMania 2000 on the N64 no matter what year it is. So what's a game you always go back to? Um, <laughs> NBA 2K as a series. Yeah, Chris is down. So when the game, for me, for the, when the game was a game, it was always NCAA football. Yeah. It, and when it comes Whatever back, edition it'll, that was. it'll probably be that again. Oh. <laughs> but I'm thinking more of a, you know, a, a game that's not necessarily sports driven. Um, it, it, I don't want to be easy and say World of Warcraft because I can always go back to that but I, I want to stay more in the vein of what you're thinking uh, probably and I say this a lot Mario uh, Super Mario World I could I could play that game I get it on every console I possibly can <laughs> that's my jam 18 wheeler on Dreamcast that is a specific <laughs> one yeah uh, if you guys continue want to think about it, what comfort game is for you, I'll let you know that Punkhead said Diablo 3 for him. I downloaded that on PC this weekend, so I'm actually with him on that. I could play Diablo 3. Diablo is legit. Diablo is legit. John, do you have anything? A couple of things. Um, a Zelda game, I'm always down for that. Um, Bioshock. I'm always down for that. Apparently dishonored. Um, and I like to go back to AC games when I can. Dying light. Yeah. Uh, That's legit. Light. Um, and finally, in the email section of weekly games chat discord, Hag himself wrote in and said, emails are greater than odyssey. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> John's face. Oh, is that perfect. is that is classic. You may have heard me chuckle before I read that, and you're like, "Why is Sean laughing?" It's because Sean pre-read that, and it made me happy. Love a good pre-read. Uh, pre-reads are dangerous. Okay, they have as much read in it as regular reads. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We hope you have enjoyed your stay here at Weekly Games Chat Podcast for you this week. This was episode 363. We talked about a game called Ravenous Ravenous Devils. Uh, Wherever you find your podcast, please do us a favor and leave a solid review for us. Five stars and all that stuff so your friends can find find us just like you did. Uh, If you want to send us an email, of course, you can do that to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We are on the Twitterverse at Weekly Games Chat. And for all you gamers, you know about Discord. We have a wonderful community here. You should join us. Uh, This is the part of the show where I look to my friends, John and Chris, and I tell them both to game on, fellas. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. You both need to game the F on. (laughs) Peace out, everybody. You know what? Your mom's box. Thug life.